0: Testing, testing, one, two, three, it's Chris Brain Dumps, episode 87, uh, this is the latest I've ever done the podcast, Monday, flipping Monday, not even a bank holiday, why is it so late you ask, you didn't, alright, well I'm going to tell you anyway, why, because it's my fucking podcast and I say what the fuck I want on it, it's... Um, I I was in France. I was in the south of France, in the Côte d'Azur. S'il vous plaît, oui, d'accord. Bonjour, bonsoir. Non, bonsoir, parce que parce que le plein uh, le Le plus le des uh, aujourd'hui. This embarks you hey then I could do. Speaking a little French, hey the parler of Francais Monge 2 to Rodney, Monge to. Um, yes, I was in the South of France gigging, doing the comedy thing. I was based in Nice, which was nice. <laughs> um, and then the first night, Friday night, gigged in Cannes. Fucking redundant letters in that name. Cannes, C-A-N. That's how you spell Cannes. Not a Francais N A S Plus letters Plus letters See, there's no need for all those letters But uh, they added them and um, was in Cannes in the Irish pub Mar Nolans Mar Nolans Irish bar We do a little bit of comedy In the Parlez-vous Francais Didn't have to do any the jokes in French But that was cool In the pub above uh above above which is nice all the drinks free so I drank all my drinks Had dinner there as well nice then got I paid some money so that was lovely um I met some really nice people actually some yeah re- good, good crowds it's fun crowds and it's just nice to be in a different country and then the second then oh sorry, then we went out back in nice <laughs> obviously um I stayed out because I forgot I'm not young Jesus, and I forgot I'd been awake since half two So I did a whole 24 hour stint Yeah, 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 I fell asleep I I did I I managed to get indoors before I fell asleep managed to keep the batteries running Kept the batteries running But, and uh, the next day, what did we do? We chilled on the plage uh, relaxer la plage and then went to Monaco Monte Carlo uh, which was smelt of money it was right by it was in Jack's Monaco that's the name of the restaurant Jack's Monaco And uh, next to the F1 track well it was not the F1 track while we were there and that place just stinks of money stinks of money and one thing I learned as well you know, you feel at home if you're on free network, you know, data roaming and stuff, you're allowed to just roam if you want across Europe. Yeah, not in fucking Monaco. Managed to rack up a bit of 30 quid. I was there for like a couple of hours. Everything in that bloody place is expensive. Didn't even get into a casino. They managed to take a bloody money. The crooks! Le Robert! Um, so. Yeah, that was fun. But that gig was weird. Imagine this, in a restaurant. Actually, no that. Don't go there. Don't go there. Comedy, you kind of need everyone focused on the comedian. And that's not just an ego thing. You know, it's just for the benefit of a good show. It's good to have everyone, you know, looking at the comedian. Looking at the stage, all seats pointing towards the stage. And everyone knowing that comedy's on. Well, here's the ingredients of this shit pie. One. The people in the restaurant were just sat there around tables, so 50% of their backs were to us, 50% were looking towards us. And wait, that's poor fractions. Let's say 20, 25% backs to us, 25% looking at us, and 5% got a side of their ear because they're sat in squares. That's one, two. Lighting, consistent lighting across the whole restaurant, that's it, nice red mood lighting, looking like an 80s boudoir. It looked like, um, you know, like the scenes in um, GTA. Vice City. You like one of those kind of strip clubs. Uh, nice red low lighting. And then uh, three, they didn't know the comedy was on. Some did, some didn't. Four, a lot of people didn't even speak English. So they were just like, what is happening and um yeah so it's all the ingredients of a great comedy show you know it's just all, all the ingredients it, it, it was just great was it great no it wasn't first person went on 10 people left but they went outside didn't leave went outside. second person went on getting just people kind of just finishing their meals getting their bill that like, we're not eating meals in here if people just don't be in that microphone speaking a foreign language and then it came for my turn at this point I had 10 people to perform to um, this is the glamour of comedy <laughs> glamour comedy so I was like hey do you know what my ego will not allow me to do material so I did none, did no material I just spoke about what was happening in the room And uh, of slagged off the restaurant because it was a very expensive place but it looked quite tacky, it looked quite cheap Um, and I thought do you know what I should say this out loud while I'm in the restaurant with a microphone in my hand so I did that Uh, proceeded to do that for about 10 minutes you know being my charming self at the end of it we had a little break the other three comedians were on after me and somehow not only did the guy not ask for uh, us to pay for our tab. No, he gave us all our drinks, which was lovely. Um, and food, which was lovely. He also paid us. Now, I, that is the wildest. I mean, I've been paid to do a very short set before when I was booked to do longer. Because time just ran out. But I've never been paid to slag off the venue that I'm in. I mean, that's... If I can make a living of doing that, just being a live trip advisor, a live restaurant critique. Crit crit what critic, critique. Crit critique is the act. Is that like planted and plantain? <laughs> uh, but um yeah. So that was France from a comedy perspective. Um, now France from a I guess tourist to tourism. T- t- perspective that it was fun never been to i've been to south france yeah i've been to marseille but marseille is fucking scary completely different marseille is hood you know what's scary than the hood the hood in a language you don't understand i mean, we arrived in marseille a few years back for the euros right we got into got to the hotel so it's daytime it's, like, yeah, it's all right not much going on around here but yeah it seems all right well train station's short walk seems okay then on our, you know, we went out in Marseille, watched some football, had to drink, stayed out late. He was like, let's get Ubers. Got Uber home. Couldn't get an Uber. So we just got a cab. We said the address. The cab driver looked at us as if she's like, you what? So we're trying to go to this part, Marseille? He's like, um, okay. Are you sure? He's like, yeah. He's like, my English is not so good, uh, how you say it? it's a. Uh, uh, oh, Dr. the dangerous. Just like what? Yes, is a criminal, is a the the a death a criminal. Yes, yes. Oh, you know your hotel? You sure? He was like, yes, that's that's our hotel is. He was like, ah, he's being dramatic. We pull up outside the hotel in Marseille, right? And we get both sides i suppose. We get drug dealers and people looking for drugs. and we get prostitutes as well. Woo! All of that on the doorstep. Where we is it the host we we're going to the hotel or I'm we quite hungry is anyone we can go out and get some food? <laughs> hotel starts like no. Like, is that what? it there is but no, please don't leave the hotel. <laughs> So that's where we stayed in Marseille when I went to watch football. This time, like, Napsu, we are in a nice... I don't think there's any bad parts of Nice. Nice is just a lovely, lovely place. And I strongly recommend going down there. It's expensive, um, but I guess that's because we kept on sitting at, at, like, beach bars is why it's so expensive for us. But, um, yeah, know, it's fun, though. I'll just get all my usual airport gripes, um, airport out. To the, oh to France right um, stuck behind the guy who was like the this slowest undresser. There we go for the security bit and stuff. Um, yeah, he's just so bloody slow. He like he did Now that you get to the till and mate, he doesn't have to change in the hand. They have money in their hand like they didn't know they were going to be buying things. Yeah, like you know you're buying something. You're in a shop. You've done this before. Why do you not have money in your hands? Yeah, it's like that. So now this guy's come to security, and he's got all the fucking clothes on, like every item of clothing on. He's just taking it off, looking like a, like a Russian doll. It's ridiculous. Like a human past the parcel, just layers, layers, layers. He's just touching every pocket ten times. And just each time he's molested himself, he pulls out another thing out of his pocket. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm. Okay, actually, I can hear what noise he was making, but I assumed that was the noise he was making. It's, the, mm, it's cumbersome. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, I don't want to get sad. I had a lot of time to get through. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of time to get through, but. That was annoying me. That was flipping annoying me. And yeah, but yeah, got through in the end. And the same guy. You know when your tray comes through and he's got four, he's managed to get four trays worth of stuff. I don't know how he's done this. He's got like his laptop, his liquids, his bag, and then all of his other shit. So he's got four trays. What does this man do? He tries to redress himself with the trays all on the fucking belt thing, man. It's like, you, sir, are a prick. I hate you. I hate your life. I hate the back of your head. Do not turn around and polite smile at me. Oh, he's turned around polite smiled at me. Oh, I'm a coward. I've polite smiled back at him. He thought nothing was wrong with his behaviour. And then people like him continue using flipping airports. And then, um got through went to prit de so that's as French as it gets in an airport um, oh geez, just remembered yeah flying EasyJet, you know the high-end airline easy jet um, I'll tell you what I, I appreciate anyone who loves their job and takes their job seriously I'll never belittle anyone but you know here's some people go eh, you work in a bloody shop mate that's why you work at McDonald's I like say stuff like that to people If you take pride in your job yeah, you're you're job proud, work proud, I respect that. I generally do, Um, I hope you get onwards and upwards to better things in life, okay? So that being said, you are just at the gate at EasyJet and you're just scanning my passport, alright? So... Don't get fresh with me, all right? This is what happens. I joined the queue. There is no queue. There's, you got this stupid little orange thing that you know, you can put your bag into to test whether it's big enough. You can squeeze it in so you don't have to pay for baggage, right? He's beefing? That weren't me. That wasn't me. Hey listeners, that weren't me, all right? Genuinely, was not. Tell you why it weren't me, because I'm driving right behind the police officer. You know when you ain't done anything wrong? But he's like, bruv, come off my route, please. Come off my route, But he's still on my route. Ah, I was never going to speed anyway. But I definitely can't undertake him. Still, the guy in front of him shat his pants. It's 50 miles per hour. Oh, God. I'm on, I'm on the inside of the police officer. I have to drive under the limit. So I don't undertake the officer. <laughs> ah, fun time. Anyway, so I'm queuing up for the gate. So it's in this. There is no one there in the queue, right? This is the setup. There's one guy in front of me. And there's two tills. So I've queued up for one of the tills. This woman starts shrieking like a banshee at me. Going, uh, excuse me, that queue is for priority boarding only. Now, one she doesn't know whether I've got priority boarding or not, okay? Now, this is the bit that pissed me off. I didn't have priority boarding. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But it was in that moment, I wanted to have it. I got ha! In your face! But I couldn't. I had to let that one go. She was right. That was for priority boarding. I didn't have it. However, there was no one there in front of me. Anyway, so I joined the back of the, you know... The poor schmuck queue. There's one guy in front of me. He hasn't got his shit ready. He's like the guy at the baggage thing. He's forgot that when you get to the gate, you need your passport and your boarding pass. And these days, faffing. But he's not an arsehole. So he goes, "Oh mate, go ahead of me. I'm not ready." He's like, oh, "I can't, can't hold it against the guy. Can't hold it against him, right?" He lets you through. The same woman. So she's not even on the priority board until the one who's shouting where people should go. She ain't worked hard enough, she ain't got got enough gold stars to get across the priority board and check-in. She ain't done the training. She's just on the normal arsehole, you know, check-in. For just regular arseholes like me. Who didn't select their seat, just let the computer select it. That's 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 her one. Alright. So I'm about to go up to her to go, right? You know, you got no one in front of you. And she goes, um, can you just wait there, please? I was like, oh, are you serious? Because like you literally are doing nothing. You've just made me wait. Like, this this is your moment, isn't it? This is your power moment. Well, all right, fine. Enjoy it. So I just stand there, just looking around. The woman from the priority board, do think they'll stand there. She goes, next customer, please. I look around, make sure I'm cutting in the priority boarding queue. No one's there. She looks at me as if she goes, you you an idiot? i talking to you, fella. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. But I thought, no, no, Darren, Darren, as, as Jamaican as you claim to be, you are British. You can't let this go a little bit of passive, vowel a little bit of passive aggression. So I can look at the woman behind the counter, the main check-in, I go, am I okay to go over there now? And she's like, um, look, the problem was right, you was in the wrong queue. And she starts firing off. Fiery enough. The problem was using the wrong queue. It wasn't about whether you could go if there or not. You was in the wrong queue and that cue's for priority boarding. You know priority boarding. I'd just like walk off smiling to myself, just like yes, I've got under her skin. That's right. This woman's at work at shit o'clock in the morning and Cocky Darren who's there in her face is pissed her off. She's just trying to do her job, but nope. <laughs> I'm not gonna let her because I'm so in my own feelings. But being told where to queue, I need to get at her, And so I did. And I felt very happy about it. I felt like the big man. Very much so, felt like the big man. And then on the way back, I guess this was easy jets karma. They delayed my flight. 10.40 was when they landed in the UK. 10.40. At that kind of time, you can, you know, get a train back home. Yeah, not 10.40. No. Nope delayed. So 10 past 11, nope. 11.40, nope. 10 past midnight, Darren, nope. Half past midnight. What time's the last train from Stansted? Half past midnight. Now I'm not sure if you understand how physics works, but if you're still on the plane when the last train is leaving the platform, guess what you can't do? You can't get on that fucking train. So I missed my last train missed my last train so i thought great what can we do we know we're going to miss the last train we know we're going to miss it so i'm just there in the airport just trying not to get angry trying to think of what i could do Go stay at my mum she's in arlo it's only down the road won't cost that much i'm not going to ask her to pick me up because you know i'm no longer 15 i can't be asked dragging my mother who's in her 60s out to be driving up the motorways to pick me up would I've done it if she offered? Yes. Did I hint her to do it? Kind of. But that's not the point. Here's the point. Okay, so I knew this was—I uh, knew it was gonna miss, uh, miss my train. And then I saw some people from Towie in the departure lounge. And I'm not gonna say who, who there was, but um, tell you what, the blokes from Towie—they're flipping good-looking in person. I'll say that. The ladies they eh, eh, not so much. Oh Yeah, so I say Black don't crack plastic looks dr- <laughs> Drastic that's what I'll say. <laughs> that rhymes. Eh? Hey? No, seriously, um the shyness of the faces, it's just it it just it's all very stretched and you know it's all a bit eh. But the boys though flipping lovely boys were flipping lovely. Uh, didn't talk to any of them because I'm a hater and I was like, I don't I don't want you to know I know who you are. I stood by one of them, I think they heard my accent. It's like, oh, that each from where I'm from, and then he looked up and I just like looked away. I kind of gave him a look because he just said, What are you looking at, you mug? But I, I didn't it's a bit hard. Um but um but yeah, but I was sat in a few rows in front of the girls, and what was funny about sitting in a few rows in front of the girls from Tower is hearing them have a conversation. It just sounds like an episode of Tower, because all they do is talk about themselves and other people. Now, is that what I'm doing right now on this podcast? Yes, but it's different because it's me, isn't it? <laughs> but um, so I had that. Land in Stansted, in London Stansted. Now listen, I'm stripping London Stansted of its fucking name. You cannot call yourself London if I can't get to London anytime. Gatwick, you got Thameslink all the time. Luton, you got Thameslink all the time. Ethro, you got Ethro Express all night. Stansted, no Dwellford, no, no longer London. We're no longer London now. I don't know what accent that is, but I like it. We're no longer London now. No, we're Essex now, fully Essex. No, why would you think you could get to London by train at any time of the night, landing In London, Stansted. they can offer you a lovely coach service. So I'm going to bloody Google, right? How to get back to Wembley at that time of night? Don't worry, Darren. Get on the coach. Get off at Golders Green. And then get a night bus. Yeah? Yeah? Alright. No, so I got a cab to my mum's. Cheap, right? Only 15 miles down the road. 46 quid. But I'm too lazy to write a complaint now, And I doubt my insurance is going to cover it. Because you know your insurance is all bullshit, isn't it? It's like, yes, we cover you for curtailment and delay. All oh, right, cool. Can I make a claim, please? Well, so you have to be delayed for more than six hours to make your claim. Oh, where's that in the fucking small print? Ah. Oh. oh, I see. And your excess is five hundred pounds, so yes, uh, you can't claim for that. So, ah, I'm not going to bother claiming for it. I'm just going to just take you on the chin and bitch about it on the podcast. But, yeah, forty-six quid it costs for me to get. To my mum's house. Now I get to my mum's, right? I'm considerate, and do I go to work in just my normal clothes, or you know, do I have any shit at my mum's house? Now I lived there for most of my life. I must have some kind of passable office wear at my mum's house. I find a shirt. Woo! I find trousers. Woo! I find shoes, Woo! I look like a real person who goes to work. However, (laughs) the shirt requires this weird little neck contraption to hold the collars together. So these collars are wide apart. They are winging, absolutely winging. I'm looking like John Travolta. Saturday Night Fever, proper man. It's proper wild. Then, the shirt, that's the shirt, so the trousers. I only noticed at work today, there's a rip in the pocket. So I've got like a hole in the side of the trousers, but I noticed back in my old room, there's paint on the ankles. So that, that's, that's two items of clothing looking a bit of shit. Third item, the shoes. Find one of the shoes from the cupboard, it looks all right. I'm wondering why I don't wear these shoes now. They're looking kind of nice like the other shoe the heel is hanging off listen i put it all on and went to work in it <laughs> didn't tell anyone i uh, saw so no one's looking no one will notice and no one did unless they were emailing each other going look at the state of darren he looks like a fucking tramp well i don't know so yeah that was my day and then um, the then today went to um flipping doctors specialist right shut up with getting late went to specialist for my you know bloody arm neck shoulder shit um, I don't even not don't even tell you a lot about my my arm neck shoulder shit I've got two updates so first I've had my MRI scan, the test results came back. The neurosurgeon said, Mr. Griffiths, you've looked at your scan and your neck is perfect. Yeah, I've got a perfect neck. Because the curvature here, the space in between, the discs, all great. I've never been insecure about my neck, nor have I been proud. But now I'm truly proud of my neck, because so when a neurosurgeon says it's perfect, you, you gotta take their word for it. He's he's an expert, you know. He's seen a lot of necks. So I haven't. But so I was referred to um, to have an EMG, which is electromyography, which is basically a nerve conduction tests. They've concluded that it's nothing to do with my neck, so it's to do with my nerves away from my neck. Um, had that today. Here he goes. Um, yeah well done the test and seems like your nerves are pretty bad I was like okay yeah it's like the conduction is not that great they're a bit slow I said like, okay yeah this okay that's is that why my arms bad he goes oh no no that's your nerves in general I was oh right that's yeah he goes yeah your right arm which is you've got no pain in right no problem with I was like no I thought that was you know Perfect, like my neck. So yeah, uh, your nerves. What I suspect he start using, you know, the, the medical chat. They dumbed it down for me. He goes, yeah, you got fat nerves. So like, what? What the fuck is that? because yeah, you, you, I suspect you got fat nerves. So your nerves are a bit more uh, compressible than most other people's. Do you suffer from pins and needles when you sit down and stuff? I was like, uh, yeah, I do. But I did not think it's because my nerves are fat. But yeah, kind I've got fat nerves. So now he's asked me if it's hereditary, what my parents got, uh, do I have kids? It's like, fucking hell. So now I have to wait for these test results to go back to another specialist who might suggest I take blood tests to see if I've got this genetic disorder that means I've got fat nerves. And then we'll see if my, what I need to do to get my arm better. But my left arm is proper shrunk i look like a Dow at the moment just two different size arms it's flipping weird i don't like it can't lie insecure about it don't even like wearing t-shirts now it's uh it's quite it's quite sad from being completely candid about it um i apparently no one notices Unless I point it out to them, but I, I, I hate it, hate him hate it. So I'm trying not to be depressed about it. Because, you know, it's not, I imagine if I was told I had some disease, where I had to have my arm amputated, i go, I'll take the small arm, I'll take the small arm. So I've just got to keep on looking at it like that, really. Um, yeah, but that's my week. I don't know what else has been happening in the news. What's happening? I saw Pat Williams' video, and then I saw Kevin Hart's video back. Tiffany Haddish And do what I love about myself How flipping fickle I am Oh I flipped and I flopped Because when I heard Cat Williams' video And stuff On Frank and Wanda's show Oh I laughed I was like Cat Williams He told no lies He's telling the truth mm-hmm. He's telling the truth And then I hear Kevin Hart talk And I'm like I'll tell you what he told no lies. He's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. So, um, which kind of shows to me that basically whoever talks last is the one I believe. <laughs> that's how, uh, That's the extent of my critical analysis. Whoever talks last is who I believe in life. But um, what else has happened this week? Before I hop out of the car. I'm going to go for 30 minutes. Okay. hope the sound wasn't too loud for you guys. Because um, I know while driving, I, I can't hear the ambient noise. But I know it's, it's a bit hard for you lot to listen to sometimes. But I've just been busy, okay. I haven't been able to sit down and sort shit out. Uh, what have we got here? So, what have I wrote down? Uh, I had stuff with Elon Musk But I think that's past now Don't really feel anything towards the guy Except for he's just a bit of a weirdo But not as weird as I thought You know he's just like he's Hyper intelligent Hyper hyper intelligent You can tell that on Joe Rogan's podcast So he use like minimum Like minimal language Minimal words Didn't waste any words Joe asked him a really complicated question He just gave Yes Yes, that that's the answer. But um, Muppets. Oh, are Muppets sexual. Do you see that about Bert and Ernie? whether they gay? Um, I came to this conclusion about Muppets. All Muppets are generally kind of gay. <laughs> I'm i joking. I'm just being immature. I used the nineties Death List of Gay. Nah, not not the eighties one made happy. The nineties one where it just meant. You did it like something when you was at school. And then you go off and you realise you can't use words like that to mean that. But, listen. Do Muppets have have sexuality? Now, I'm going to be honest. My first view when I heard this was like, this is utter fucking nonsense. Why are we talking about this? Of course Muppets don't have a sexuality. Why are we talking about it? They don't even have genitals. Why is this a conversation? I'm not anti any gay representation in it, but why is this a thing? And then I thought, hey, do you know what I should do? I should read an article from a gay magazine so I can get a different perspective. So I did. And I was like, that's a very interesting perspective. Because here's the point they made, right? On Twitter, the tweet from uh, wherever the production company is. Actually, give you a bit of background. So the, the, uh, the person who wrote for the characters said who was gay himself had him and his partner in mind when he wrote the characters and their relationship so when he's writing the jokes and stuff he's and their relationship Jesus Christ a shitty moped and describing their relationship it was him and his uh, partner he was thinking of and he, he said that in the interview okay he goes yeah it was just a loving relationship that's what he said he wanted to paint a loving relationship Sesame Street studios go into absolute panic and overdrive and go, they are Muppets and there's no sexuality at all. Stop this. No. No, they're not gay. Stop it. No. And then all these kind of like gay think pieces come out, which again, it's the perspective I wasn't thinking. They said this. You can't say that there's no sexuality in Sesame Street when there is. Because... You've got uh, straight couples in there. Miss Piggy and Kermit. So, boom. Domestic violence the other way around. She is abusive. Kermit is an abusive, in an abusive relationship. That guy, he needs to leave that relationship. Where's his man then? Where's Kermit man then? Like, look, you're married to a pig and she's a bitch. Leave her. No redeemed features. And then, um, you had that. You had uh, the Grouch and Grungetta. So, basically, this person was saying, you do have heterosexual relationships. So, don't say there's no relationships. If you're going to say there's no relationships, that's fine. Second thing they made a point of was this. That the writer never said that Bert and Ernie were gay. He said that they were in a loving relationship and that he was gay. And based on his partner, him and his partner. So, then when this all kind of circulated... Here's the thing that Sesame Street fucked themselves up with. They then deleted their tweet and reissued a new tweet to say, we're super inclusive and we just want everyone to like Sesame Street. Ha! that's <laughs> like, ah, you done fucked up. You done fucked up. The Rainbow Rebels will get you, son. Nah, and I thought, Do you know what? It's a fair point. And the point they're making about queer characters in kids' shows and stuff. And the point they were making is... Is that they're not wanting gay characters in shows. That's not the point they're making. They go, they understand it's, it's kids' thing. It's not about. But if you are going to have straight characters, and by saying straight, as in you are clearly stating what their sexuality is, then why not state the sexuality of another character if they're gay? And I thought that's a fair point. Because you don't really need to have sexuality in any kids' stuff. You don't actually need it. So, um, so that was that. They we were talking about that. We were talking about queer and how it's kind of the heteronormative thing to associate queer with a sexual act. Like, why can't something just be queer or, ca- how was I saying, cab? So I think queer means just something that's not heteronormative, right? Uh, why can't it just be cab and not have a sexuality? But it's one of these things that we argue about, these things like they don't exist. Or they've or you know, they're trying to push this stuff onto us now. Why are they pushing it onto us? But I remember watching Powerpuff Girls and him. You don't remember Powerpuff Girls did him. Him was this devil character who had like he was a man, because he's called him, but he constantly dressed as a woman. You had like eye big eyelashes, long fingernails, camp as hell. And he says like oh, Hi, Powerpuff Girls. That's how I used to talk. Hi, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> it was just like this. This is the most trans character I've ever seen. It was there. These things have always been around. He-Man. Gay. The gayest character ever, man. He-Man. So these characters have been there. All the time. Um, so I don't know why we're acting like it's new now. I think it's just because we've got a label for it. I look at stuff in the 80s, man. 80s was so gay camp and gay, gay and camp, right? But because it was the fashion and no one labeled it as gay, you, you people were there with like the hair blown out, eyeliner on, leather pants. And just like, yeah, what? It's the 80s. Just shimmering in their shoulders. Get to the 90s, get told that stuff's gay. And they're like, oi, we don't want any of that stuff. It's gay. He's like, oh, uh, you were fully in that, man. You were fully in that. You know what I mean? It's like, that was, that was more white people. black people, yeah, you're not letting you off the hook either. Have like I told you that? You saw a man now put perm in their hair. You're like, what are you doing, bruv? Yeah, in the 80s, soul glowed up. Jericho. Wet look. Camp. But it wasn't called camp, so you didn't care. And this, and this is what lends me to believe that we don't actually care about these things, alright? That's it, we don't actually care. We don't actually care about these things. We just uh, just fake outrage. Um, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of your bloody fake outrage. OK, that's me putting the world to rights. Going to do one Dear deirdre because every time I don't do it, someone goes, where is it? And I'm like, um, yeah, I didn't have time or ah, I was tired. So, whoa, dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, I came home from work early to find my girlfriend's in bed with my mum. Ewa! Jesus, Jesus, Lord God. I came home from work early one day last week to find my girlfriend in bed with my mum. I'm gutted and shocked. I'm 28 and so is my girlfriend. My mother is in her late 50s. We moved back to live with my parents for a while because we were buying a house and needed somewhere until our new place was ready. It has not been easy because my parents' marriage is not a happy one. I work in logistics. We had completed a major job that day so my boss had sent my team home early. As I walked in the front door, I heard noises from upstairs so I quietly went up to find out what was going on. I push open my parents' bedroom door and there was my girlfriend clearly getting sexual with my f- mum. Oh my fucking word. They both look embarrassed, jumped out of bed and covered up. I couldn't believe my girlfriend could find it's my mum and she has put a lot and she and she has put on a lot of weight in recent years. <laughs> So that's the reason. It's not like, hey, I can't believe you broke my heart. You cheated on me with someone else. It's not just anyone else. It's my mum. No, it's not that. It's like, my mum is butters, man. I'm old. Like, my dad's nice. Look at my dad. He still goes to the gym and works out. Like, my mum, she's all fat and stuff. Like, my mum. Like, look at my best mate, Steve. Steve's mum's banging. I get that. But my mum, come on. Look at her. Come on, Mum. Why is... Oh God! My mum. I was shocked at what uh, I had seen. I went straight out again into the pub where I knew one or two of my mates would be. They looked at me a bit strangely and asked if I was okay, but I couldn't face admitting the truth to them. Uh, Yeah, that's probably right, mate. Because if you, if one of my mates came to the pub and told me that, oh my God, the jokes I would make and the way your feelings got trampled on, oh dear. Um, when I got home I told my girlfriend we needed to talk <laughs> fucking understatement and we went for a long quiet walk I asked her what was going on she said she's bisexual she begged me not to say anything to my dad it's true it'd finished off their marriage she said it would not happen again ever but I'm not sure I can trust them fuck this is over why are we even talking about it apart from everything else I cannot get the image of the two of them out of my mind yeah man you can't just be there banging your girlfriend the sudden your mum comes into your mind. It's like, <laughs> Michael, dinner's ready. It's like, Oh my God, get it out of my head. Get it out of my head. Come on. Michael, dinner's ready. No. Mm? Do you want some gravy? Just like, Ah! She's like, what's wrong? It's like, n- Nothing, get off me. Your mum thieving whore. Um, so, Um, every time I leave the house I think about what is going on behind my back our sex life has come to a complete halt and I cannot look my mother in the face I can't wait to move out fuck moving out mate leave that relationship um, and yeah don't talk to your mum seriously don't talk to your mum and um, yeah man well no in all seriousness the only way you can get back with her is bang her dad (laughs) that's it you gotta have him beat him up. You gotta just have full-on sex with him, seduce him. He's like, what? what are you doing, Michael? Get off me! Come on, Graham. Just let's just, just let's just try a little bit, Graham. Come on, you've never been tempted to try it with other bloke. Michael, get get your fucking hands off me! Oh, I'm trying to tell my daughter. She's like, no, go on then, fucking tell her. Let's go on. It's like you're all right, Michael. She banged my mum. I've got something to tell you, Michael. We've all banged your mum. What? Yeah, your mum's a bit of a goer. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised my my little girl didn't get there sooner. (laughs) She's a charmer. She's a fucking charmer. Um, Anyway, that is the end of the podcast. Um, Sorry it was so late. Um, Not sure I'm apologising to him. Not sure he's there demanding it was on time. But it's done now, so get off my face, all right? Um, Next one will be on time, because I'll be in the country. See you later, boy.